Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 17. When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollyona, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. Some of the Jews were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas, as did a large number of God-fearing Greeks and quite a few prominent women. But other Jews were jealous, so they rounded up some bad characters from the marketplace, formed a mob, and started a riot in the city. They rushed to Jason's house in search of Paul and Silas in order to bring them out to the crowd. But when they did not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the other believers before the city officials, shouting, These men, who have caused trouble all over the world, have now come here, and Jason has welcomed them into his house. They are all defying Caesar's decrees, saying that there is another king, one called Jesus. When they heard this, the crowd and the city officials were thrown into turmoil. Then they made Jason and the others postpone and let them go. As soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. But when the Jews in Thessalonica learned that Paul was preaching the word of God at Berea, some of them went there too, agitating the crowds and stirring them up. The believers immediately sent Paul to the coast, but Silas and Timothy stayed at Berea. Those who escorted Paul brought him to Athens, and then left with instructions for Silas and Timothy to join him as soon as possible. While Paul was waiting for them in Athens, he was greatly distressed to see that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. A group of Epicurean and Stoic philosophers began to debate with him. Some of them asked, What is this babbler trying to say? Others remarked, he seems to be advocating foreign gods. They said this because Paul was preaching the good news about Jesus and the resurrection. Then they took him and brought him to a meeting of the Areopagus, where they said to him, May we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting. You're bringing some strange ideas to our ears, and we would like to know what they mean. All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Paul then stood up in the midst of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. 
for as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To an unknown God. So, you are ignorant of the very thing you worship, and this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth, and He does not live in temples built by human hands. And He is not served by human hands, as if He needed anything. Rather, He Himself gives everyone life and breath and everything else. From one man He made all of the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth, and He marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek Him and perhaps reach out for Him and find Him, though He is not far from any of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are His offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by human design or skill. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent. For He has set a day when He will judge the world with justice by the man He has appointed, and He has given proof of this to everyone by raising Him from the dead. Now when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. Some of the people became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. The good news about Jesus Christ always contains references to the resurrection from the dead. And so in this chapter 17, once again, Paul is testifying to the reality of Jesus as Messiah and the fact that he was risen from the dead. In every place they went, this was Paul's message. And so reading in verse 1, When Paul and his companions had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a Jewish synagogue. As was his custom, Paul went into the synagogue, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that the Messiah had to suffer and rise from the dead. This Jesus I am proclaiming to you is the Messiah, he said. And so the Messiah, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, the Messiah, this was what Paul preached. And so as he's in Thessalonica, some received the message, some did not receive the message well. Sadly, they left and they went to another place. So in verse 10, as soon as it was night, the believers sent Paul and Silas away to Berea. On arriving there, they went to the Jewish synagogue. Now, notice what he's about to say about the Bereans in the Jewish synagogue. Now, the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica. So, they had just left Thessalonica. Some had believed, some had not. But the comment is made here that the Berean Jews were of more noble character. Why? For they received the message with great eagerness. That's the first aspect. They were excited to hear Paul testifying that Jesus was the Messiah, that he had suffered and been risen from the dead. But they didn't stop with that. They received the message with great eagerness, and they examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. As a result, many of them believed, as did also a number of prominent Greek women and many Greek men. 
Now, day after day, as I'm reading and as you're listening, you should be of more noble character than the Thessalonican Jewish people were, in that you should receive the message, the Word of God, with great eagerness, and then go and examine the Scriptures for yourself to see if what I said was true. If I quoted the Scriptures correctly, if my comments on the Scriptures were accurate, you need to study the Scriptures yourself, friends, to see if the Word of God is true and to see if what ministers and others are saying it says is true. In other words, anybody can claim the Bible says whatever, but if you examine it for yourself, if you're familiar with it yourself, you can't be deceived as easily. So I encourage you to be a Berean Christian, be one who examines the Scriptures and, yes, receive the messages that are preached with great eagerness, but then go and confirm that these things that are said are are true. I encourage you to always do that of me. And if you hear me say something that is incorrect, please send me an email. I don't want to be ignorant of my own blind spots. And so help me out. Keep me accountable. Study the scriptures and send me your thoughts. Paul went on to go to Athens. And in Athens, he did something that seems a little bit unusual to me. He built cultural bridges for the gospel and actually claimed a couple of things that are extra biblical but he was trying to find a way to reach in to the people that were listening there in Athens. So in verse 22, we read, Paul stood up in the meeting of the Areopagus and said, People of Athens, I see that in every way you're very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. And so up until that point, that's all factual. They were religious and they had an idol to an unknown God. But then he says, this is the God I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples made by human hands. So Paul is building a bridge with this idol to an unknown God, saying, you may not know who he is, but I'm going to tell you who the unknown God is. And then in verse 28, he says these words, For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring." Now, here's Paul, the apostle, quoting a pagan poet in the New Testament. He's quoting some unknown poet from Athens that said, we are God's offspring. And Paul says, yeah, that's true. Even your own poet said that, and that's in agreement with what the Word of God says. So Paul was building cultural bridges to try to reach those that were without the knowledge of God. And it's a good thing to do. I do that myself when I minister in other countries in various ways. Paul, in verse 31, said of this unknown God, For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. And so this resurrection from the dead was again preached. And when they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some sneered, but others wanted to hear more about it. And so Paul uh, left the council and some became followers and some didn't. But the controversy of the resurrection is still with us to this very day. Now, I want to ask you, friends, are you a noble Berean? Are you more like the Thessalonians? Are you one that hears a message and just takes it on faith the person is accurate? Or do you go and study the Word of God for yourself to see if these things are true? I want to encourage you this year and every year to be students of the Word of God. Thank God you're listening to my voice as I read a chapter from the Bible. But there's much more for you to uh, receive from the Lord, and he would have you read in the scriptures in various ways uh, yourself. And it's certainly okay to listen to it on the radio. It's okay to listen to the uh, the Bible on CDs, but it's be in the Word of God so the Word of God can be in you. 
Lord, I pray that the listeners would be noble Bereans. May they receive the word of God with gladness every day, and may they search the scriptures to see if these things are true. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.